Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to Sugar Coated Murder Podcast, a brilliant true crime podcast hosted by two zany sisters, all while baking up delicious treats in their kitchen. Here are your podcast hosts, Karen Devaney and Ann Varner. Howdy-do. Howdy-freaking-do. Here we are again, back in the kitchen. We are making it happen. We really are making it happen. Working ourselves to the bone. It's what we do, but we do it because we love it. We do. We We enjoy it. it. I don't know. I don't even know how to explain it, but we don't. We don't. We don't. We do. (laughs) We don't. We don't. We don't. We don't. (laughs) So we've been drinking bourbon. Yeah. And um, it has gone straight to my head. So everybody buckle up. Buttercup and yeah, and <laughs> we I'm might have a, to get her a snack in a minute. I'm making a, a cake that turned out to be a cookie, <laughs> and you know what? We're just making it work. Y'all will see. We're just making this m- m- mama daddy work. Mama, daddy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I should sit here and be quiet mother, and just father. let her. We're making this mother father work. Oh, I understand what you're see saying what I'm now. Saying? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Got it. Gotta stick with me, sugar. Well, okay. it's a wild ride, but it's fun. It's fun to figure it out. I'll do my very best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at that. Look, freaking look at that. So, what are you cooking oh, tonight? I'm gonna tell you. It is a double layer chocolate chip cookie dough cake. Okay. It, okay. But wait, wait for it. Okay. Okay. And it has a brown sugar chocolate chip buttercream frosting. What? So it's supposed to kind of taste like cookie dough. Oh, that sounds so good. I know. And the pictures look lovely. They do. (laughs) What happened was. They do not look like what's in my kitchen. Well, I did my best and I get an A for effort. But see, what happened was that um, I forgot to put the milk in the cake recipe. It's fine because it does have oil and eggs and water in it too. But it just, it came out a cookie. It did. It's just a cookie. Yeah. And so I took them cookie layers and I put mega amounts of frosting between them and on top of them. And now we have a, a, a frosted a cookie. cookie. I love a frosted cookie though. Yeah. I remember getting those from the Great American Cookie yes. Company. Yes. Yes. And they were like the big birthday. Well, yes. the double layer. They never done nothing like no. that. And I was going to try to pipe it on, but nah. after that bourbon hit my head, I, think, I knew that was not going to happen. I think not. So it's good though. We're fine. Everybody's okay. Everybody's good. We're good. We're good. Good, good, good. Let me just tell you one quick thing. I never knew this. Okay. I mean, I knew, I knew that when you put um, brown sugar into your buttercream, it does make it kind of grainy. Uh-huh. Well, they had a fix for that. Okay. You take your brown sugar and you add like a tablespoon, depends on how much, like this was a half a cup of brown sugar. And I added a tablespoon and a half of water, put it in a saucepan mm-hmm. on medium heat and then let it come to a soft bowl mm-hmm. and stirred it really good. And then took it off the heat and cooled it for 10 minutes before I added it in. And it took a lot of the grain. It's supposed to take all the grain out. I'm not sure that I really got to 10 minutes. <laughs> Because after I was I started icing the cake, the timer went off, and I was like, "Wonder what that's for." And I was like, "Oh dang, it's fine. I already added it. It's fine. I think it's okay. I think we're gonna call this an it's fine cake. <laughs> it's fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> Everything's fine. But I mean, y'all will see. I think it's gonna be great. 
It's just, it's cute. It looks good. You know what? When life gives you lemons, make a freaking cookie cake and get over it. Exactly. So look at that. Beautiful. Just throwing some chocolate chips on it. It's okay. It's fine. Okay. All right. Well, Well, while you finish your your cookie cake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to talk about the craziest murder. I'm so excited because you just have told me, you don't ever tell me about the murders, but you told me today that you keep finding out more stuff and it's like a bonus. It's like a bonus murder situation. Yes. Yes. I started out searching the one murder, the one murder. And as I was looking through that murder, another murder popped up. I was like, what the hell? And then when I finished researching, I I get to the end of it and I'll be doggone if there is another murder. Yeah. Not doggone. I'd be doggone if there wasn't another one. There was another one. Girl, stop it. It's just the whole, it's just a crazy situation. It's a lot. I can't wait to hear. So hold on, hold on to your britches and pay attention. I I got britches on. Yep, I got them. I I would not allow you into my home without britches. Well, I mean, I meant like the undergarments, but I do. I feel them because I've got my other britches, my outer britches, and I've I've inner britches. You might need a banana. We don't talk about inner britches on this podcast. <laughs> well, we do now. Inner it's a britches. <laughs> yes, inner britches. No. No. Mm-mm. All right. Tell me about your murder dog, gone it. All right. This happens in Georgia. Oh, I like a Georgia. Yep. And we're going to talk about the Fuss family. Bill and Jackie Fuss mm-hmm. had a daughter named Margaret, but they wanted more babies. Unfortunately, she couldn't have more babies or they couldn't have more babies. So they decided to adopt, which is fantastic. I love that. Fantastic. Good for them. They adopted two brothers, Charles, who was five, and David, who was three. I wrote five, but I remember he's three. (laughs) Five and three. Um, That worked out really well. Everything seemed to go smoothly with bringing the boys into their home. So they decided to adopt a little girl. Oh. This time they they got a baby. I don't know. She was like a maybe infant. There you go. That's the name. I know the name. It's an infant. Yes. Well, the thing about Margaret, she felt the same way about her brothers and sister that you felt about me. She wanted her mama to take him back. Okay. Margaret was the first one. Yeah. Okay. I got you. Yeah. yeah. It's like Margaret. She's an infant, but no, she's not. She's old enough to talk. Yes, I did tell mama to take you back. Yes. Several times in your life. She still hasn't. I'm still waiting for the gypsies to come back and get you. They're coming. You just keep moving around. Now I am a gypsy. (laughs) (laughs) So you're just one of them. (laughs) You inherited that. (laughs) All right. So now we got four. Yes. Three. No, four. Four children. Are you trying to? (laughs) Somebody please send help. (laughs) Is your abacus in the shop? (laughs) One child, one B. <laughs> it was Margaret, and and I want to call her Mary Margaret, but no, only one person no. that's listening to this knows why. Right. And then she got the two boys. Yes, the Charles, five and the three. Charles and David were the names. And then she got the infant. And her name is Melissa. Melissa. Yes. Okay. Now their family is complete. They're good to go. They oh, don't want that. They're good to go. It, but Margaret, again, not a fan. And she really never took to any of them. And how much older is she than her first brother? I want to say there's probably five or so six. She's ten and he's five. Yeah, or I think maybe she might be a little older than that. Okay, so she was ten when he got brought into the fold, probably. Okay, and he's five, and the other one's three, and now there's a baby, yeah, infant. 
And she's like, I ain't having this. She's not happy. I did not order any of this. This was not the menu. And to be honest with you, as they grew up, none of them got along. Well, none of them. Isn't that a shame? None of them got along. That's all, just a crime shame. They all fought. Out of four, they couldn't pair up. Two people couldn't as, pair up. As they grew up, as they got older. I'm saying they don't like no, they don't like each other. Don't act like you don't know how they feel. I mean, I like you. You like me now. Oh, yeah. But when we were growing up, I liked my brother. You can like two people at the same time. <laughs> I was very loyal. Can you please tell the story? I'm losing track. I lose track of my page because you continue to interrupt and then go on tangents. Oh, I did that? No. <laughs> 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 remember fighting with my brother and sister when I was coming along, but not to the degree that these kids were fighting. Okay. It was constant. There were never any ha-ha laughing moments in church like we had or <laughs> ha-ha laughing, laughing moments at the funerals like we had. Yeah, but yeah. On top of the constant bickering, Charles was showing signs of some mental deficits. Jackie had her hands full and Bill was more comfortable at work. Oh, gosh. So he wasn't around. Here, Bill. <laughs> and Jackie was a yeller. So she, her disciplinary methods were just, I'm going to scream it. I'm going to scream at you until your behavior changes or <laughs> one of us passes out. Oh, at times they say it was like living in a three ring circus. Oh, no. As soon as they were old enough, Margaret, David and Melissa all moved out of the family home and they each got married. We're hitting the road. Hitting the road, Jack. Charles stayed at home because he had been diagnosed with schizophrenia. Blossom. He was on medication, but he did not like being on the medication. So Jackie had to monitor him constantly. Oh. He was very unpredictable, very combative. And Jackie did the best she could. Well, sadly, Bill was at work. Right. Well, and sadly, Bill passed away in 1993. He said, I cannot work anymore. I'm just going to kick the button. Exactly. He had, out of fast enough. he had lung cancer. Oh, bless his heart. I'm sorry there, Bill. R.I.P. R.I.P. Bill. Mm-hmm. So Margaret, David, and Melissa did not stay in touch with their family once they moved out. It was like That's rarely. Like not even their mom? Rarely. That's rude. Yeah. You got to keep in touch with your mama. Exactly. But they all did come back for Bill's. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> she has licked the bowl and now her tongue is all over the beater and she's not once offered me a taste of any you of it. that time. Well, I can't read the second. I know because you're talking. So, I'm but can you just hold off, or do you have to eat all of it now? You said I needed a snack. That's real good. I gotta find my freaking place again. They had all kind of moved away from being part of the family, but when Bill died, they all showed up because they wanted to know about their inheritance. Unfortunately, they got none. Right. That's exactly oh, what. Good. That's exactly what Jackie said. That you can all hit the road because you're not getting any of this money now. I need it to care for your ill brother. So they all went off on their merry way. But Jackie and Charles were really just not getting along. That's not good either. They argued constantly about his medication and he wanted to move out of the house, but she wouldn't allow it, even though he was like in his mid-20s at this point. But he was out of control and she was having a hard time handling him. So she called Melissa, her daughter, and said, hey, I need some help. But Melissa said, you know what? My marriage is going down the tubes and I can't focus on Charles right now. I got to focus on this. Lord, Melissa. And her way of focusing was to go to the bar. Oh, well. And hook up with some rando. Oh, no. But she loved him. She fell in love with him. His name was Joel Dominguez. And she just 
felt an instant connection to him, like none she's ever felt before. Isn't that always how it happens? And then she just couldn't keep her hands off him. Lord have mercy. I know, but I'm going to get back to those she, two. She, she, she. I'm going to get back to those two because they have a, you're going to love that story. Back to Jackie. Oh, gosh. She's struggling with taking care of Charles. At this time, he's 28. Mm. But then Jackie meets a guy named Edsel Bruce. Edsel. Edsel. Isn't that a fun name? Edsel. It's like a, um, a German name, kind of. Ed's, oh, yeah. Sounds, sounds or Deutsch. Like Could be Deutsch. Oh, Deutsch. Speaking of Deutsch. <laughs> Speaking of Deutsch. <laughs> <laughs> they fall in love and get married in 1995. She ends up moving out of the family home and leaving Charles there to live on his own. She would go by the house frequently to make sure he was taking care of things and Taking his medicine and everything seemed okay, but she Mm -hmm. wasn't there day to day. So he finally got his wish about living on his own. Mm. On the on June 21st, 1996, Jackie stops by the house. She and Charles had an argument over the status of the house, which evidently was a little not clean. And the and the yard needed the grass needed to be cut. And she wanted him to cut it. He didn't want to. And finally, she says, listen, I'll give you some money if you'll go mow the lawn. And he said, well, okay. While he's outside mowing the lawn, she starts going through the mail that okay. comes to the house because she still gets mail there. And she comes across the phone bill. And remember, this is back in 1996. Oh, gosh, yeah. So you can really run up a phone bill. Yes. It's a shame. Well, he had run up like an $1,800 phone oh, bill because he found God. himself a phone sex line. <gasps> And he frequented that sucker to the tune of eighteen hundred dollars. Disability rates. <laughs> I mean, the guy's got schizophrenia. He can't leave the house very often. He's got some mental issues. He needs to get his hinga honga. And so, I'm just saying, you don't get hinga honga when you call a call a line. Maybe that's the way he got his gratification. Okay. And I'm just saying there should be disability rates. Okay. Well, I disagree, but okay, well, let me finish the story. Agree disagree on that one. <laughs> Oh, you're funny. So she's really, really mad at him. And Charles comes in and he's like, I finished cutting the grass. And she goes off about this phone bill. So he goes back to his bedroom and she she picks up the phone and calls her husband, Edsel. He's not home. So she leaves a message, says this is what's happening. But her message is interrupted because Charles is calling her, you know, come to my room, come to my room. And you can hear her say on the voicemail message, I got to go see what Charles is yelling about. Oh, so she goes into Charles's room and he's on his bed and he's like, mom, mom, there are rats under my bed. And she's like, there are no rats in this house. There are not rats under your bed. And he said, mom, there are rats under my bed. Look at it. So she bends down to look at, look for the rats under the bed. She's like, Charles, there are no rats underneath this bed. And he pulls an ax out and slams her in the back of the head. Excuse me. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. I mean, a, I kind of saw that coming, but B, holy crap, an axe. Right. So then Edsel gets a call from Charles, and Charles, like, I locked my I locked myself out of the house. Can you come, you and mom come pick me up? And Edsel's like, wait a minute, I thought your mom was over at your house. And Charles said, oh, I'm gonna have to call you back. <laughs> because oh, he couldn't he wait, couldn't, I got my story wait, wait, Can I, I, I let me call you back? Over. Hold on. <laughs> Let me ask mom how to work this out. <laughs> well, she got an axe in her head. Well, no, but he, he's schizophrenic, so he probably talked to her. Maybe. You don't know. You don't know. That you don't know. really silly. Um, did you ever watch Bates Motel? Yes, Sugar. It was written in a certain way. <laughs> <laughs> I 
even know what you're saying. It was. It was written. <laughs> Charles never calls Edsel back. He's like, okay, I, I got to go see what the heck's going on. Edsel. <laughs> so Edsel. he cops in the car and drives over to the house to figure out what the hell. Edsel, if your name rhymes with pretzel, don't go. Right. Don't go. And he had on the way out the door, seen that his message light was blinking on his answer machine. And he <gasps> listens to the call oh, from Jackie. Oh, He's good. like, oh, okay, something, they must've gotten in a fight or something. And she's locked him out of the house. So now he gets to Jackie's house and it's dark. The car is gone and nobody's answering the door and it's locked. Oh, so he calls the police, which I think is very smart. A lot of people just would have broken in and tried to figure it out. But no, 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 no. Edsel says, police. Hey, Popo. Something's going on. Can you come over? So the police get there and break into the house and they find Jackie in Charles's bedroom in the basement. Um, with huge gash wounds and laying next to her was an axe with her hair on it. Oh, God. So they immediately put an APB out on Charles. Yeah. And for nine days, they got nothing. Oh, wow. Nine days. Zero. So here's the thing. I I have to say this about Charles. Okay. Okay. The one that you wanted to get the discount on. I don't want him to get any kind of discount (laughs) right now. I don't want that. And if, (laughs) He he's he took the car but, but left the axe behind. I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm I don't just know saying. What to, he don't deserve no discount. Okay, I don't know what to tell you, sugar. He ain't the sharpest tool in the shed. He's not the tarp. tarp. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but on the ninth day, I'm going to continue on. The Georgia police. <laughs> the tarp. Much like yourself. <laughs> I too am. The Georgia police get a call from police in Brinkley, Arkansas. Wait, where'd they start out? Georgia. Georgia. Wait, Arkansas? <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, no, I'm Arkansas. not kidding you. They picked up Charles Fuss wandering the streets, and he had confessed to being wanted for murder in the state of Georgia. <laughs> Good for him. So he was like, I'm, I'm done. I'm hungry. I don't have any money. I don't have the anything. The voices are not feeding me. No. And so they keep please God, tell take me to jail. wanted for murder. Please take me. Yeah, I'm going to need, you know, <laughs> three hots and a cot. <laughs> um, he's, of course, goes to trial for murder. And he quickly is found guilty of murder and of armed robbery because he had stolen money out of his mom's purse. But he was also found to be mentally ill. Okay. He will spend the rest of his life in the Augusta State Medical Prison. Oh, yeah, he will. Augusta. Yes. I wonder if you can see the golf tournament from there. No. You don't think? No. Okay. No, no, no. So here's the crazy thing. That's not the murder I researched. 
That's not the one I started researching. That's not the one. What? Correct. You told me all that and it's not the murder? That's not the murder I was talking about. This is the pre-murder? It's (laughs) (laughs) pre-murder. Pre-murder. Well, no. This is the prequel. Prequel. Yes. Oh my God. No. No. Okay. The saga of the Fuss family is going to continue. Do they have a curse? You'll have to tell me at the end. Okay. Because I'm feeling it already. All right. So now we got Jackie dead. Bill dead. Charles prison. And we got three remaining fusses. Three of them. Did you just shoot me the bird? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Held up three. Yeah. But that one looks a little forward. (laughs) Yeah. Now they're there. It's habit. I don't know what to tell you. It's just habit. Like they just don't bend the way the other ones do. And guess what? Jackie, she didn't have a will. She had oh, no will. Oh, no. Now they're going to fight over the will. So they are just a fussing and a fighting over the will. I mean, not of the will, over the asset. Yeah, over the lack of will. Yes, which is <sighs> crazy. And of course, Margaret's like, dude, I'm the only biological daughter. That and- doesn't matter, Margaret. And so I should get it. Marge. And her siblings are like, now, Margaret has been, is married to some dude. I, I'm not quite sure who she was married to. Okay, fine. David is married to a lovely woman named Kelly. And Melissa is now divorced. Because remember, she was having She's marriage divorced. She's divorced. Now, remember how I said I'd get back to Melissa and her story? Yes. Well, Melissa has been getting hot and heavy with this guy, Joel. Love yes. him. They, they, so, I mean, it's the greatest and, thing she ever met. She never felt like, like that before. Ever. Yes. They're ever. inseparable. Yeah. And things in her life are going really well. She's very happy. Just, you know, really at the top of her game. Good. So she says, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to see if I can find my birth mother. That's a great idea. Yes. That's a great project. I'd like to see if I can connect with her. Yeah. And she found her and she called her. And the mama said, I'll come. Well, let's meet. So they decided to meet up. And and she and Melissa is so excited about this meeting. She just cannot believe it. I cannot believe it either. Her birth mom shows up and they greet each other. And oh my God, you look so much like me. Probably. And then the bio mom says, I've got a big surprise for you. I've brought your brother she has a melissa brother. has a brother and she didn't know she did not know oh, that she had a brother because brother, she don't like the one she got i so. know yeah so in walks her brother joel wait you heard me no yes <laughs> yes no that is right mama fucker <laughs> That is bad. You have got to say no. The dude she's been all hot heavy with for like a year is ew, her freaking ew, brother. Ew, no, they didn't know. Uh, yeah, they yeah, had no idea. I can't. I cannot. Oh, God. Of course, the bio mom's freaking out. She's like, y'all cannot see each other. Again, ever anymore. Can, that could never happen. That's not okay. And Melissa's like, "Well, you're not my mom, and I'm not his sister because we were not raised in the same house." I don't think she thought about that because what she wanted was her man, Joel. She want her man, but Joel. He's like, I don't know. I don't. I'm gonna go with my mama. Fast forward, mm. just after Jackie's murder, Margaret, David, and Melissa are fighting about the estate. Margaret and Melissa have accused David of stealing some things from Jackie's house, maybe jewelry, or maybe she had a coin collection. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Of course. No. <laughs> some people do have those coin collections. No, they don't. Of course, David's like, I didn't take a damn thing. 
Well, he kind of did. I mean, you have to think he did. He took some money from his mama's. That was Charles oh, after he Charles. murdered her. Yeah, and he's in prison. Yeah, no, and no. And probably not talking to him well, on a regular David, basis. Don't throw David under the bus. Oh, David, I am so sorry. Blame it on the bourbon, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so Melissa and Margaret, they won't let up. They are just adamant that he went in and stole some he's stuff. He's the one that's married to the lovely Kelly. Lovely Kelly. So Margaret calls David and asks him to meet her at Jackie's house. Or to meet she and Melissa at Jackie's house so they can walk through it together to figure out about this missing property. Yeah, yeah. And David says, fine. I, I'm, he tells his wife, Kelly, goodbye, says, I'm going to meet these toes, and I, he heads out the door. All right, so he goes to meet Melissa and, and Margaret. Margaret. At Jackie's house. At Jackie's house. Yes. Yes. Because Jackie's dead. Jackie is dead. And that's what they're fighting over. And Bill is dead. Yeah, I got. Yeah, don't I don't know if Edsel. I don't know if Edsel's dead or not. But anyway, David gets there and he waits and he waits and they don't show up and he waits some more and they still don't show up. So he's like, "Freaking hell, I'm going home." So he gets in the car and heads back to his house. He walks in the door and finds his wife Kelly brutally murdered no, on the kitchen floor. You have got to stop it. He had only been gone for forty five minutes. No, no sugar, no. No, if you tell me them two hoes killed that beautiful woman, I'm going to be so upset. <laughs> Kelly had been stabbed over 30 times. No. She did have defensive wounds so they could tell she fought for her life. Detectives took David to the police station to question him about the day's events. Like, what? what, what where did you go? What were you doing? Like, how do we know you are not the one that mm-hmm. came in and stabbed mm-hmm. your wife? Mm-hmm. So he says, you know, I love to meet my stupid sisters and they've accused me of stealing stuff from mama's estate and I didn't do it. And I wanted to just go, you know, get things figured out. So the police now know that there's all this fighting and everything going on. He also says, you know, I've met with my sisters about 60 times to talk about the estate, everything together, the properties, the cars, the jewelry, all of that stuff together averaged out to be about 450,000. So it was a significant amount of money. David also told police that um, they needed to look into the whereabouts of his sister, Margaret and Melissa, since they didn't show up at the house. He'd like to know where they were. Me too. When David got home, he noticed that Kelly's car was missing. So police put, uh, be on the lookout, a bolo, out for the car. And they found it abandoned a few blocks from David's house. Just a couple blocks away. What? Why would you steal the car and park it a couple of blocks away? Because you a dumb hoe. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Witnesses told police that they had seen a bearded man get out of the car and into a white pickup truck with two white women inside the truck. So they put an APB out on the pickup truck, an APB out for Margaret, Melissa, and Melissa's boyfriend. Joel. Joel. Does he have a beard? Bearded. A bearded Joel. Yep. Joel and Melissa, brother and sister lovers, are still together. Brother and sister lovers. Gosh. So it just happened that a detective that had worked on Jackie's murder was now working this murder for Kelly. And he remembered about Charles stabbing Jackie at this certain property. Uh So he's like, you know what? I'm going to just go out on that property and I'm going to see if I can figure out if maybe they're there or they've Mm -hmm. been there. So he pulls up and what does he see but a white pickup truck? And there are two people inside the pickup truck. Was it Melissa and Joel making out? It was Melissa and Joel. Were they naked? They were not, not that I saw. They were any not of bumping sibling ugly. They, <laughs> sibling. <laughs> sibling. <laughs> I meant siblings. <laughs> oh, 
Oh my like, God. Really, that's fine. So they take them, uh, Melissa and Joel, to the station for questioning. Then they find Margaret, who's holed up at a hotel. I mean, a motel, not a hotel. Oh. <laughs> and they take her to the station for questioning and they put all of them in separate rooms. Good. And these idiots cannot get their stories straight for the life of them. Of course not. They, they cannot. Obviously, did, they did not have that conversation. They about, didn't say, okay, this is how we're covering our exactly. tracks. Exactly. They were not very strategic in their planning. They're all pointing the finger at each other at this point. Okay. Everybody's like, she did it. She did it. He did it. But they're all arrested and charged with murder. That's This is June 15th, 1999. They're all given their prison armed, you know, processed through, and their clothing is taken to the crime lab mm-hmm. processing. Mm-hmm. They were able to find Kelly's blood. Did they take their outer britches and their inner britches, do you think? I, I don't know how they do that. I, I don't know if you get to it. keep your own britches. In no, prison I don't think so. I think it's like prison issued. Okay. That's disgusting. Mm-hmm. That's disgusting. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't want to think about that. Oh, don't my God. The more I think about it, it's bad. Oh, God. Oh, my God. That's just terrible. Oh, about. yeah. But the bumping ugly siblings are there. Okay. No, I didn't <laughs> say they were okay ever. They're not. They're gross. <laughs> Let's just. So they that. find Kelly's blood on Joel's sock. So he's a goner. Oh, good Lord. They God. tell Margaret and Melissa, listen, we found enough evidence to convict him of murder. But you two are going down for being there and for helping him. And as far as we know, you also stabbed her because she had like 30 wounds oh, on her yeah. show. It was a lot. Probably all helped. So, of course, they are like, well, how about a plea? How about a plea, please? (laughs) I'll take a plea. I'll take a number one large with a plea. With a plea. Yes. The story at trial is that they lured David away from his house so that they could go in and look for the stolen asset. They did not know that Kelly had taken the day off from work. So they killed her? I mean, just yes. say, sorry, I, I I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah, or, turn around and walk out. I thought we were meeting here. Like, turn around. You got to kill the woman. She's beautiful. She's a beautiful soul, that Kel. The sisters say that Joel and Margaret went inside while Melissa stayed in the truck as a lookout. Kelly sees Joel and Margaret, and then they start to argue, and then Joel stabs Kelly, and they leave in her car. And drive it for two whole That's months. what they say. May of 2000. Woo. Two. 2000. <laughs> May of 2000. Two, 2000. Two, I don't even, I can't even say it that you way again. Because I'm the tallest one. <laughs> <laughs> In May of, of 2000, Joel Dominguez is found guilty of murder and is sentenced to life. Melissa took a plea and she's sentenced to 10 years for burglary. Margaret also took a plea. And she's sentenced to 10 years for manslaughter. Oh, wow. There is a lot of speculation. That was their plea. Yeah, a lot of speculation that they framed Joel. Oh, really? There's a lot of speculation that those girls did that. But I don't know. They're all just bad. 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 (laughs) They are bad. They're just bad apples. They're all bad apples. Sadly, David Fuss passed away in 2011. I'm sorry. Um, I mean, Joel, he ended up getting everything, but he didn't want it because he just wanted his sweet little wife. I know. I know. Joel Dominguez committed suicide while he was in prison. Because he, he February, could not get over the fact that he had been boinking his sister. February 15th, 2018. So that's not long ago. No. The Fuss sisters were released from prison in 2009. Uh-oh, where are they? I don't know. Well, we need to find out. I don't want them in my neighborhood. Uh, but police did say in their report that they knew for what 
for sure that David had not stolen anything from Jackie's estate. Everything was accounted for when the attorneys ended up going in and doing their so assessment. That, that lady lost her life for nothing. For absolutely nothing. They didn't get enough time. So here's something really, really crazy that I found today. Melissa, remember she had been married before? Yeah. Well, that first husband ended up moving to Florida. Okay. And while he was in Florida in 2004, he shot his girlfriend and killed her. And then he left and lured a 12-year-old girl into the house where he had murdered his his girlfriend yeah. and raped her. And the body was there? Yes. What and then, and then he guy? went on, he he leaves. Oh, and he's not takes the afternoon to go around and do all this stuff. And then he commits suicide before the police can get him. What kind of a who I know. Are these so people? that's that was Melissa Melissa's oh first husband. Gosh. Lord have mercy, right? It's too much. I couldn't find anything about Margaret and Melissa. I don't know what they're doing, but I sure hope they learned that greed greed doesn't get you anywhere. Well, I just hope and I hope they, that maybe they came out better people than when they went. I do too. And if they didn't, then I hope karma catches up to them. Karma to always the catches you. It always catches you. It does. Isn't that the craziest story, though? That is crazy. So you started doing the the second murder that you told about, and then you found the first murder. Yes, that's wild and crazy. We're just walking around. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. What's I've happening. been doing musical chairs. What's happening? Blah, blah, blah. Okay. Well, we're going to take a quick break because Sprout is throwing a fit, and I am going to cut us a piece of cookie. Oh, we're going to have early cookie. Well, yeah, because why wait? I mean, life is short, sugar. It is short. It's short. And we just, we're, you're not promised the next five minutes. And we're, we're short. Going. It's short and we're, we're short. short. So we're just going to go ahead and eat this cake. Yeah. So um, just hold on a minute, y'all. Gosh, my skin gets so dry in the winter. I feel like a sponge out of water. Girl, you need to check out Whey. Whey Melrose Place Body Cream quenches your thirsty skin and leaves it feeling satin smooth. It's fast absorbing, so it nourishes your skin when you need it most. That sounds amazing. What kind of ingredients are in whey? Whey uses high quality nourishing ingredients like squalene, coconut oil, and kapuasu butter. Wow, I can't wait to check it out. Experience the new Way Melrose Place Body Cream and Body Cleanser. Your body, your way. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com and use code B-L-E-A-V to get 15% off your entire purchase. That's 15% off your entire order. T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com. Code Believe. Welcome back to the Jojitorium. It's the king with the boys. That's right, it's Matt, it's Adam, two comedic co-hosts that talk about what they love. Beers, combat sports, pop culture, horror movies, and whatever else we want. So subscribe on your favorite podcast platform to catch new episodes dropping every Sunday morning. All right, we're back from break. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody. And I went ahead, just like I said, life is short, so I just cut us each a piece, and we're going to go ahead and taste it now. And then I'm sure we'll taste it again. I'm sure we're going to be sober for your your. Thing, but well, not mine. Um, it's fine. I don't think I'm gonna be. <laughs> I don't feel like I'm anywhere close. Mm. I'm still feeling like it's still hitting me. <laughs> so I might be asleep. Mm, that's delicious, sugar. Mm-hmm. Even better than the Great American Cookie Company. Ha ha. <laughs> and this was a technically this was a kitchen fail. Yeah, but it's not made lemonade out of lemons. Mm-hmm. I did, even though there's no lemon in here. <laughs> so yeah, it tastes like a big old cookie. Awesome. And y'all can get the recipe and you can either do it my way, which is the wrong way, or you can do it the right way and have a yummy cake. Yay. All, All right, right, guys. Okay. I have to put that down. <laughs> put 
might not have been a good idea. Okay, so I have a murder to talk about. Okay. First, I have to clean my glasses. I think I got flour on or something. Oh, that makes sense. Froggy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, goodness. Okay, here we go. So we're going to talk. Are you good? Oh, yeah. I thought you were waving at me and turned out you're not at all. You're not waving at all. There's no waving oh, at all at me. I'm like, oh, when you want, oh, why you no. Okay, here we go. We're in Brigham City, Utah. 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 And we're going to talk about Brad Perry. So Brad's full name, Bradley Newell Perry, mm-hmm. born in 1962 to his parents, Newell and Claudia. Oh. Very active in his church and community. He was an Eagle Scout. He had two brothers, two sisters. Great kid. Parents owned a gas station in Box Elder County. Okay. Which is like where Brigham City is. Like, yeah, you know, the county is the surrounding part to the city. We I got, got it. That's how geography works. Thank you. <laughs> so anyway, they owned a Texaco gas station and Brad worked there while attending college. He decided to stay home and attend college so he could work for them and make money. That's that was his, that very was his smart. In the early morning of May 26, two college students pulled into the Texaco station. They were greeted by an attendant who pumped their gas. And when they started walking towards the store to get cigarettes, he said, no, I'll go in and get your cigarettes. Just tell me what kind. I'll get them and I'll bring you your change. Oh very, God. very nice. Wow. Um, I think back then it was not, you know, this was, and I'm not sure. I don't think you gave us a date. Because I don't think I wrote it down. Do you not have any It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> We're fine. Everybody's fine. No. Oh, I skipped something. Oh, God. Okay. So his parents owned a gas station. He worked there during college. And in May of 1984, his family went on a, tr- a family trip together. And Brad stayed behind to work and earn money. He was about to turn 23 and he was recently engaged. So he was being a more responsible adult. He was Thank adulting. you for making those clarifications. So May 1984 is where we are. So these two college students pull up, the attendant comes out, pumps their gas, gets their money, takes it in and then gets their cigarettes and brings them out change. When he brings them out the change, so they each bought cigarettes. Right. So they get back in the car and then they're sitting there and they notice one of them notices as he's getting ready to put the dollar bills in his wallet. wallet. I almost called it a bill fold bill because fold. I'm close to 90 <laughs> and there was blood on it. Oh, oh, what uh, looks like fresh blood. So it freaked him out. He actually put them up on the dashboard. Like, so they want touch him. <laughs> he was grossed out and I don't blame him. Oh, me neither. And so they were like, something is off. So they pulled away from the Texaco station and they got just a really bad feeling. And so they drove straight to the police station. I would too. If I, there was blood on my money. So at the police station, they tell the police officers what happened. And then so some police drove out to the Texaco station. When they got there, they did not find any attendant anywhere. Oh, They start looking around and they find Brad Perry tied up in a back room. He was dead. Oh, no. He had been severely beaten, strangled, stabbed 15 times with a <gasps> screwdriver. What? And his head was crushed in by one of those big metal so- soda, not oh soda. Oh, my gosh. Soda canisters. You know, yeah. the syrup comes yes. in. Yes. Somebody had bashed his head in. Oh, my Lord. He was really beaten up badly. And dead. So remember I said that the family was on vacation? Yes. So they get notified while in California on their vacation. And the brother of Brad, whose name is Lee says he will never forget. I think he was 17 when it happened. 
the long drive from oh, where gosh. they were in California to Utah, knowing that Brad had been killed. They didn't know anything else. They just knew he was dead. They didn't find out he was murdered until some a friend told them. Oh my god! Never the police never told them he was murdered. They heard it from somebody else. They did not get updates from the police. Oh my god! There was just such a disconnect, and I don't know if it's because he was twenty three and they thought he's an adult. And but why wouldn't you communicate with? Well, and parents? it happened on their business yes. property, so you would. So they Oh no, it, it didn't go well. <laughs> I don't even know if I'm going to be able to edit that. I don't even know. I don't know. It didn't work. It just, things weren't well. They weren't well. So sorry. I'm sorry. So, anywho, the students worked with a sketch artist and um, came up with a composite sketch of the attendant that was produced. <laughs> Anyway, they got a sketch of the attendant that they saw, and it turned out the attendant was a tall, lean, bearded man, not at all what Brad Perry looked like. So (laughs) police ended up following up on over 300 leads, and they never had enough evidence for an arrest. Oh, my gosh. And the case goes cold for 25 years. And for 25 years, his family just assumed they were never going to find out who murdered their son. Because they couldn't get police to tell them anything. So they just assumed the police weren't working on it and nobody gave two craps. And that's very sad. No victim's family should ever, ever, ever feel that way. No. In 2000, a Utah cold case foundation took over the case. Mm -hmm. And this is when blood DNA had started being used to solve crimes. Well, they couldn't get a good sample from the money from the crime scene because think about money and how many times it it changes hands. Okay. And then you've got this blood DNA that's a smear, like on a bagel. It's not enough to like take a sample out of it. Yeah, but who needs it? Why do you need it? How else are you going to solve the crime? Well, if it was David's blood on the money. I never said that. Or Brad, not David, but Brad. Brad is the victim, sugar. That's what I'm saying. Is it his blood? They could not figure that out because they couldn't get a good enough DNA sample out of the schmear. But did it matter? I guess that's my question. Well, it did matter because if they had been able to get the blood off of Brad Perry, it, it could have been mixed blood. It could have been another person's blood and that blood. That, so that's what they were in. looking to see if it was They were just trying a to different see blood. who okay. it belonged to. Gotcha. And they could never definitively say it belonged to Brad or his assailant. Right. They couldn't. It couldn't. It didn't go well. In 2005, um, they started using hair DNA to solve crimes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they finally got a hit on a hair left at the crime scene. Now, oh God, I, I was going to say, say, please tell me that there was no hair on the money. There was no hair. <laughs> <laughs> they processed that whole crime scene, and you know, you got to say, back in 1984, they collected evidence that they had no idea what it was going to ever be used for. But they just did it. They did it. And I'm so thankful to police officers that did things like that in the 70s and the 80s and the 50s and the whoever's <laughs> because they didn't know why they were doing it. It was just part of the process. Right. And now. Look at them now. Look at them now. Look Solving at them go. cases. Look left at and right. them go. <laughs> so 
They finally got a hit on the hair and it came back to a dude named Glenn Howard Griffin. Griffin was already in jail serving a sentence for armed robbery. So he kind of fit the bill. Oh, <laughs> the bill, the dollar bill. It. No, it's, it's not, the, not. No. So finally in 2008, Griffin goes to trial and he gets charged with capital murder and the state of Utah sought the death penalty. Um, he was convicted as charged, but did not receive the death penalty. He was given life without parole. <sighs> yeah. During the pre-trial and the trial phase, the adoptive, the mother that adopted this dude, Griffin, uh-huh. she sat with Brad's mom. Oh. Because Brad's mom and his family just really embraced her because she was so upset about her son that he may have done this and he had already obviously was not having a good life right and she was very distraught and they kind of brought her into their fold it was very sweet they they really cared for her and she would just she would always say I just know he did it I just know he did it Griffin never showed any remorse whatsoever but like I said Brad's mom felt really badly for Griffin's family and for them having to see him put away for life with no parole they kind of connected on a maternal level and stayed friends even afterwards, which I thought was really sweet. Yeah. And I think it just, it's a testament to who Brad was probably his brother Lee ended up going into the, to be a police officer, Oh wow! being a state representative as well as a state trooper. Wow. And he was so upset with the way that his family was not treated well. Right. That um, when he was a lieutenant and trained his detectives or trained his whoever those people are, the police officers. Right. I don't know what they're called collectively. Are they a troop? Are they a troop? I don't know, Shoba. Okay. Well, the police club. So when he trained them, he always made sure to have somebody in there to talk about victim advocacy and how that and the fan, the importance of communicating and having empathy for the family. So very good. That's what, that's my martyrs. It's over. <laughs> wow. That, that was, I mean, it was really kind of short and I don't know why I was drawn to it. Cause at first I didn't want to do it and I started it and then I found a different murder and I researched that whole murder. And then in my sleep, there was a voice that said, you really need to talk about Brad. And that was the only Brad that I knew. So I'm going to talk about Brad. His brother feels like if Brad had not been murdered, he probably would have ended up a doctor. He said he was smarter than all of us. Oh, wow. And was a real go-getter. And I wonder, um, does it there? I wonder if there was any other evidence at all, because it would be amazing for them to have convicted that guy on just one single strand of hair. Um, well, I think there were some jailhouse confessions that and and also there was another guy that confessed to having helped with this murder. Oh, he went to trial and was not convicted. Okay. So I don't even want to talk about him because I don't know what his deal is. Right. He, he confessed a, a lot of times. Right. And then he withdrew his confession. Right. It was time to go to trial. So I don't know what his deal was. Yeah. But, and then they had some other jailhouse confessions that came through against this Griffin dude. Okay. So, the hair was definitely what they needed. And from what the jailhouse people said, his motive was that there was an argument that he and a couple other friends were in there in the store. And there was an argument over the change that Brad gave them back. Oh, And so they beat him to death. Oh my gosh. 
Yeah. I mean, how much change could it have been? That I worked in retail for a while and you would just be shocked at the amount of people who swear they gave you a 50 when they gave you a five. But is it enough to kill somebody, beat somebody to death, like beat him to death? If we didn't have camera footage that could show the people like here, this is her giving you the change and this is what you gave her and what she gave you. Then, yeah, I could see people coming after you at night when you get off work. That's crazy. That's not okay. People don't do that. No. Just let it go. Let it go. It, it, just let it go. Because it's gonna. if you let it go with grace, it will come back to you. Yes. But that's not That's not nice. That's they not- took that kid out. His parents were devastated. His brothers and sisters. I mean, it just was, it's not okay. Mm-hmm. It's not okay. But he was definitely raised by a stand-up family because they took that mother in. They never, ever faulted her for what her son did. Right. Ever. And I think that's really sweet. So I wonder if that dude's still in jail. I don't know. I I only hope that he gets bashed on the head with a soda canister every day, but loves to tell about yeah. it. Yeah. The problem is a lot of the, the companies don't do the canisters anymore. They, they do boxes. But not at McDonald's. Yeah. I've seen even at McDonald's when we've been through oh. the drive-thru, I can see they've got boxes. Because supposedly the Coke still comes in aluminum. It's an, it's canisters. a, that That's is a, a that's a tail. I think that's a tail. Well, son of a bitch. <laughs> I'm not going back there then. I'm done. I just don't think there are a lot of machines that operate with the canisters anymore. Oh, well, that's a crime shame. Okay, y'all, listen. This cake was good. It was delish. Just everything's fine. Yes. We're good. Somehow we've made it through. We've made it through and, and y'all have hung in there with us and we so appreciate it. We have gotten such an outpouring of love and support from two episodes ago when we titled that, is anybody even listening? Yeah. It turns out there are some people there listening are. and we're still getting messages. I know. And I just love that. And we thank y'all so much because they're just, you know, we're human too. Damn it. And sometimes we just need a little love nudge. A love nudge. Yeah. yeah. And y'all, and y'all gave it to us and we appreciate it. We love a love nudge. Yeah. Let us know if you Guess want the what? recipe. What? We also love when people buy us a coffee. Oh, do we ever love that? We love that. We love it. We really do. We haven't had a coffee in a while. It's been a while. Yeah, it has. And um, our next episode is our 100th episode. <gasps> no show. way. It's unbelievable. Like, who knew? What a great way to celebrate. People sending <laughs> coffee. People buying us a coffee. Yeah, so I think for our 100th episode, we're going to do some updates on the cases that we've I done. I can't believe it'll be 100 episodes. 100 That's freaking insane. episodes. Yeah, it is insane. I counted. <laughs> and it's damn skippy. That's damn what it is. Damn skippy. 100, our 100th full yes. episode. Yeah. So um, we have email if anybody wants this recipe, or if even better, if you want to order some kilo vanilla. Oh, yeah. We have some ready for you. We do. And we'll ship it right to you for that spring so, bacon. I know. Oh, yeah, for your Easter bacon. Y'all need this. Mm-hmm. So just email us at murder.sugarcoated at gmail.com. Look at us. We're like a singing duet, <laughs> <laughs> but we're talking. And we have Instagram. We do. And our Instagram handle is at sugarcoated murder. Mm-hmm. Easy peasy to find us. Come on over. Follow us on Instagram. Look us up on Facebook. Yeah, you could. Start a Facebook page, yeah, Sugarcoated Murder Podcast mm-hmm. or Sugarcoated Murder Podcast. 
fan page. Fan page. We would love, love if you would go out there and give us a rating, a beautiful, mm, wonderful five-star rating. We got a buttload of ratings. You can never have too many. No, no, no. Keep them coming, guys. That really helps us move up on the charts. And it gives us visibility when people are scrolling for podcasts to start. It really gives us some visibility if people are giving us ratings and reviews on whatever app that you use. We don't care where it comes from. It really does help. So keep them coming. And thank you so much to everybody that has written these wonderful reviews. Even the lady that said it's not really her thing. She still gave us five stars. I love it. And I thought that was really sweet of her. That she is said very she was going to stick with it. How about that? Mm-hmm. Not her thing, but she's going to stick it out. All right. So we appreciate every one of you. And we have Twitter. Oh, yes. We are a couple of twits. We are twits. And that handle is Sugar Murder. And come on over and come twit us. Over. Twit with us. <laughs> yeah. And we're, guys, don't forget, we're on the Believe Network. Yeah, we are. We're Believe. on the Believe Network. B-L-E-A-V dot com. And you can go there and just look us up, Sugar Coated Murder, and then find us. And you can listen straight from there if you want to. Yeah. If you want to. Yeah. I usually try to put the um the link. That's what it is. The link out there. Yeah. But I also need to keep putting the link tree link out there. I always forget because that's where you can really find the like the find the merchandise yeah. and different ways to find find coffee. To listen to us and you can buy us a coffee. Yeah. And like there's things. So I'll try to remember to do the link tree. But if you ever want the link tree, email us or just give us a shout out on one of our pages and say, yo, bitches. Give me that link tree. <laughs> Drop that link tree in my DMs. <laughs> and we'll do it. We will. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Well, y'all stay sweet. And don't murder. Because if you kill people. We will talk about you. We will. And we will not share our cake. Nope. All right, guys. Love this y'all. This has love been Sugar Coated Murder Podcast. A deliciously entertaining true crime podcast. Like what you heard? You can always explore past episodes by visiting sugarcoatedpod.com. Don't forget to like our Facebook fan page and share with friends. Thanks for listening to Sugar Coated Murder Podcast. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.